When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. First, I want to address the idea of a glass ceiling. If I hit a glass ceiling, I'm going out of the door and going into the other room. Yo, and so you got to be thoughtful about what opportunities can I create? And I'm just a girl from H-Town, from Houston, Texas, who had the audacity to bet on myself. Yeah. So I would say to tech recruiters, bet on yourself, turn your cocky up. One of my favorite influencers said that. Ooh. And have the audacity to dream big and do what you want to do. Applicant tracking systems, AI, resumes don't hire. Humans do. That's true. Humans make the hiring decisions, and so there will always be an element where human touch is required. Y'all know why y'all clicked on this video. It's because of this incredible interview that you are about to watch. As always, give a round of applause. If you're driving in the car while you're listening to this, tap your steering wheel so you don't wreck. Your Texas New Black guest, Ms. Brittany King. Thank you so much for having me. So thank, thank you for accepting to be a guest on Texas New Black. Absolutely. Like, yeah, we're Absolutely. very, very honored, very honored to have you. Yeah. So look, we got to jump into it because I got some questions. Okay, I got answers. Okay, let's get to it. All right, so look, so I was looking on your LinkedIn. I was looking, scrolling on your LinkedIn's, mm -hmm. and I was like, yo, like you have been doing recruiting since roughly like 2008, mm -hmm. and you've done it at like about 16 companies. If I was counting correct, I'm mm -hmm. not the best accountant, but I was counting, and I was like, yo, you've done recruiting at 16 different companies. So my question is, first off, what made you get into recruiting? Okay. back in 2008, but also, again, you doing it 16 different companies, even up until now, what led you to stay in the recruiting space for so long? So first I'm gonna say, with the 16 different companies, I'm the job hop to the day I die. Okay. Um, when I think about why I got into recruiting though, I was in undergraduate school, I had a professor who came to me, he said, come to me after class, and I was like, okay. He yeah. said, hey, I got you an internship at the city, working in HR. And I was like, I didn't like ask you. So back then, I didn't realize the importance of internship. Like no one was telling me, I'm first generation corporate, so like I didn't know. Yeah. And he said, it's paid, and I was like, say less, I'm there. And so I got into HR that way, but when I graduated from college, I had an intern, not an internship, I had my first job consulting with the um, HR firm. So when companies had EEOC cases filed against them and they didn't want to pay attorneys, they came to us. Mm -hmm. But Cyrus, I realized I don't really like being on the side of the big guy. Like I'm for the little guy, I'm for the people who need jobs and yeah. want to do the right thing. And so I got back into recruiting and have been there ever since. I have stayed in recruiting um, because people fundamentally need to work. Yeah. And they fundamentally need to be able to provide for their families. And mm -hmm. I love people. Yeah. I never meet a stranger and it brings me great joy to be able, you know, to help people find work they love. Yeah. So here we are. That's fire. Yeah. I, I, Loki, I think you, you might be the most decorated recruiter or at least experienced recruiter that, I, that I've ever seen. Aww. Yeah, yeah, just, a, uh, just a, a little bit of a sidebar. But that being said, so you mentioned job hopping. Now, we talked a lot on Texas New Black about job hopping, never from the perspective of a recruiter. So that's really interesting and cool to hear you say that. Mm -hmm. That being said, let's ask a question that we know that y'all y'all gonna wanna hear the answer to. Like, what does it look like for a recruiter to scale income-wise as well as in the industry? Because I know people can do that in tech sales, they can do it even as software engineers or cloud developers, whatever. But in my mind, I'm realizing I'm ignorant. In my mind, I was thinking until I met you, I was thinking, okay, there was a, 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 
a ceiling, a glass ceiling that recruiters say, which there's a glass ceiling in every industry. Right. But I thought that the glass ceiling, I didn't think it was a job hopping opportunity in the mm -hmm. recruitment space. So please correct me on that. And also, like, what does it look like for a recruiter to scale income wise? So first, I want to address the idea of a glass ceiling. If I hit a glass ceiling, I'm going out of the door and going into the other room. Yo, and so you got to be thoughtful about what opportunities can I create? Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're in tech recruiting, you're looking for the, the opportunity to increase your impact, not just income, because it's about doing work you love that matters. Yeah. You got a job hop. It just is what it is. I think because of the, the depth and the breadth of my exposure, I have companies say to me all the time, you have so much different experience. You've done so, you've done HR, you've done talent intelligence, you've done DEI, like we need you because your experience is so varied. When I have a company that says to me, you know, or recruiters like the hiring manager is gonna say you're a job hopper. I'm like, okay, it was nice talking to you. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to you later. Because yeah. if you don't understand, there is no other relationship that people tell you to stay in when it no longer serves you. That's real. In a dating relationship, if it no longer serves you or it's toxic, people are like, get out. Even with your family, people yeah. be like, you know, cut, cut them off if you need to. Friendships, business and working relationships. So in the workplace, it is not lost on me that we have been ingrained to believe that we gotta stay in places that don't serve us. Yeah, that's real. And every time that I have job hopped, and I say that proudly, yeah. I've increased my income exponentially. I remember, being at a company that will remain nameless, hiring attorneys that I was making more money than. And I'm just a girl from H-Town, from Houston, Texas, who had the audacity to bet on myself. Yeah. So I would say to tech recruiters, bet on yourself, turn your cocky up. One of my favorite influencers said that. Um, her name is B.B. Robinson. Turn your cocky up and, and have the audacity to dream big and do what you want to do. Turn your cocky up. <laughs> I like that. I like that, y'all. Yo, so for everybody that's interested in what this guest is talking about and you would love a similar career, I suggest you check out Course Careers Bootcamp. Course Careers is a bootcamp that I have been partnered with for well over a year now, and they have helped more people break into tech, I'll be honest, than any other bootcamp that I've personally seen. So look, Course Careers is only 500 bucks, that's it. But if you use our discount code, Cyrus50, you'll get an additional $50 off, so that way all you pay is actually $4. 49 that's it no additional price later no extra cost extra fees that's it with the price for course careers now they're a self-paced boot camp that you can take and be able to get a variety of different roles in tech so make sure you check them out use our link below in that discount code if you want an additional 50 dollars off and keep us posted on your journey breaking into tech yo I'm, I'm i'm loving this so i was gonna ask another question but i'm gonna get to, i'm gonna get to that later sure. i think we're gonna kind of continue on this vein with another question i have uh, which is, um, do tech companies, because you, you've done recruitment even outside of tech companies, mm -hmm. and, and also you have such a vast array of knowledge, I'm sure you have a large network of recruiters. Typically, do tech companies tend to pay recruiters more? Or what industries would you say pay the best for recruiters? Yes, yeah, so you're going to need to look at either large enterprise organizations, so your companies that have been around for yeah. decades or centuries even, and then you're going to need to look at tech. The thing is, you it, it doesn't matter where you are if you're not showing up. And if you don't have the audacity to bet on yourself, the other thing that I always tell tech recruiters is almost like when we're looking for a job, we forget how to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Number one, never take the first number that's offered to you. Number two, ask for everything that people who don't look like us have the audacity to ask for, yeah. right? So six-figure sign-on bonuses, extra PTO time. Those are some of the asks that I've gotten. I've had people come to me and say like, hey, I wanna start in 90 days, I'm gonna go on vacation, and I want you to pay the sign-on bonus, or I want you to pay me even before I start. 
And depending upon the situation, Sheesh. I've seen companies, I've seen companies give that. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times we believe that like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I'm like, unless you told me no, I absolutely can't. Yeah. Right. And if someone tells you no, you're no worse off than when you started. Exactly. And so I, I just believe that the tech recruiting space is one of the best places to be in tech because you get exposure to so many different functions and roles mm -hmm. and industries. And so you really you really got to believe that you could show up and show out. Yo, that is so fire. That's incredible. You know, you, there's so many questions that are popping up that I don't even have written down. I didn't have prepared. But as you're talking, you just got like the wheels turning. How does, and this is something my mind is, is thinking, because you're getting to it. You're killing it. You've been killing it. How does a, because in my mind, I could understand how someone who's a software engineer, a full stack developer, where they've been doing it for X amount of time mm -hmm. and they know how to develop this complex whatever, how they can can ask for X amount of dollars. Or they can say, hey, I want this much because I'm a senior principal level developer that does this thing. Right. Same thing for maybe tech sales. But what, and this will really be something to truly help a lot of different uh, recruiters and aspiring recruiters, what skill sets or things would you encourage yeah. them to grow in or have mm -hmm. to where they can increase their ask or their basically their demand of how much they expect to be paid. Yeah, so when I got into recruiting 15 years ago, no one was going into recruiting. Nobody cared about tech recruiting, right? It wasn't yeah. the big sexy thing to get into. And I think recently so many recruiters have come in only focused on tech recruiting. If you're not understanding the nuances of data, if you're not an Excel genius, if you don't know Tableau, those are things you need to learn because my team, so talent intelligence, that's another thing, the application of science to mm -hmm. the art of people management. So my team formerly, we were building monthly reports for the CEO. So you have to be able to prove your value. The other thing is I think too many tech recruiters wait to be asked for stuff way back in the day. So you mentioned 16 different companies I've worked for, big names, but those were companies, some of them I consulted with. And they didn't have to ask me for data. I would say, yo, I talked to this many candidates. Here are the trends that I'm seeing in the market. Mm. And so I became this irreplaceable. Yeah, oh, I love that. Because I, I, was, it wasn't, I wasn't on the people and analytics team. I wasn't a data scientist. Yeah. But I knew how to interpret and collate data and provide recommendations. Yeah. So then I had C-suite leaders like, yo, I need to meet with you bi-weekly. People talk about like, oh, do you have skip level one-on-ones? Bump the skip level. Are you meeting with the C-suite? That's when you really get sponsors. Yeah. And she so said I, skip the skip. <laughs> skip the skip. Yeah. Right. And so I think it really is talent, intelligence and data and insights. If you get that down, yeah. you will be irreplaceable. When layoffs happen, they're not going to think about the person that's like one of the things that I did was build a cost of a higher calculator. So mm -hmm. for every day that this job is open, this is how much it's costing us Ooh. in Excel. Imagine that going to up to the C-suite. They're like, yo, we need her. She has to stay. Oh, right? for real. So so I would say data and insights for sure. Yo, I yo, you dropping some heat. <laughs> You dropping some heat. You're you're truly. I'm gonna be real. These are really legitimate questions I have. These ain't questions where I'm like, oh, this is gonna be nice to everybody. Else. These are like, I want to know this stuff. Sure. Oh man, that's fire. I I, I love. I just want to really quickly give you your flowers. Thank I you. love you. Not just. And one of the things I talk we talk about a lot is like, don't just do the job. Like, make sure that you're you're growing your skill set. Make sure you're providing a certain level of value. Yeah, it gets right. to the bag. Right. But make sure that like that you're like making yourself like you mentioned irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. And I was one. I was like, man, how does a recruiter do that? And you literally just broke that down entirely. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's some heat. It's the game. That's some heat. Mm -hmm. I love that. If you're interested in breaking into a six-figure career in tech or scaling to over half a million dollars in tech, then this video is for you. If not, then just swipe away. 
But I was able to break into the tech industry October 2021. And in my first year, I scaled to over half a million dollars in tech. My second year, I was able to gross over a million dollars. More importantly, I was able to freely help over 600 people break into six-figure tech careers as well and scale further in the industry. Now, the number one question I've been getting from people is how was I able to do this? How was I able to make so much money? How was I able to also help as many people as I've been able to help? Well, aside from doing coaching calls and trying to spend a whole bunch of time helping people individually, I've decided to create the Tech Rich Program, where I literally break every single thing down that I've done and what I've been doing to show others how they can break into tech faster or scale to over half a million dollars plus within their first few years in the tech industry as well. All you gotta do, click the link in my bio. All the information's there. Check out the description. Message me if you have any other questions, and I'll see you on your journey scaling in tech. All right, so look, let's, let's get to the questions. Okay. All right, so recently, Indeed announced that they have AI or ro that they're, they're investing in creating AI mm -hmm. robot type of recruiters. Of course, they're not the only company. There are a plethora of different companies popping up with different uh, tools or programs that where it's seemingly some of them are looking to eventually try to replace recruiters. Now, of course, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Right. But what I want to know from you is, okay, what are your thoughts on some of these things? Yeah. And what, just in your senior level, what would you say to younger, newer recruiters as to what they could do? You kind of touched on a little bit with the, with the last statement, but maybe there's something else you can mention that they can do to make themselves more, just continue to being competitive in the market, even against AI and these other tools that are coming out. So number one, AI has been along, around for a really long time. Yeah. I feel like it's just it's booming now. Yeah. Like everyone, like it's the new thing to be paying attention to. Yeah. But I was using AI in recruiting back in 2014 for the first time, Whoa. right? So I think that it's not so much about AI, but it's so it's more about how are you going to qualify yourself? A lot of times people wait to be qualified. Like, oh, the job description says I gotta have this. No, no, no. Qualify yourself by going above and beyond. Applicant tr tracking systems, AI, resumes don't hire. Humans do. That's true. Humans make the hiring decisions. And so there will always be an element where human touch is required. When I think about last uh, year, the EEOC came out with guidance that talked about AI tools and recruiting actually create bias towards persons with disabilities. And wow. that if you don't have a human approach in tandem with AI, then you're at risk, yeah. right? EEOC cases are the number one cases filed last year. Whoa, that's crazy. The second one was retaliation cases related to persons with disabilities, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like, if you're not paying attention to what you can do as a human how can you yeah. optimize this if you are a recruiter right now which camera this camera if you're a recruiter right now you need to learn how to write AI prompts mm -hmm. not tell me how to all of that if you can become a prompt master in recruiting in any field yeah you are going to be ahead Ooh. so if you say to a one of the things that I like to do is Tell AI, I don't need you to tell me you're an open source. Don't tell me who you are. Ask me as many questions as you need to, AI tool, chat GPT, Google Bard, to help me get here, Yeah. right? Talk in my tone, here's my stuff, learn who I am. You have to become a master in prompt because that is going to be the differentiator. And then there's the human touch. The legal and compliance field will always require human touch. That will not be replaced. It just is what it is. Yeah, man. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, this is actually a lot more fun than I even thought it was gonna be. I was excited for this interview, but the, the, the information that you're dropping, look, I, I hope y'all are truly taking notes from the gems that she has been dropping on y'all's heads. Uh, really incredible. So 
when I was on your LinkedIn, one of the things that I noticed, and I don't think I've ever seen this before, I noticed that you're listed as like a top recruiter on LinkedIn. It's like top, I mean, I'm just saying what's on, on LinkedIn, so shout shouts out to LinkedIn, Microsoft, whoever, for having that listed on there. How were you able to, like, how were you able to get that award yes. on LinkedIn? So LinkedIn, so I'm a LinkedIn top recruiting voice, and they give that designation to people who are experts in the field. You can't yeah. apply for it. It's just based on the content and the way that it's shared mm -hmm. that you get that designation. Wow. Here's what I will say, Cyrus, that is crazy. I was working for a company many years ago when LinkedIn wasn't all that. I had a post on LinkedIn that had a half a million views in a week. My job at that time came to me and said, hey, you're a competitor for us. This is a multi-billion dollar company. Shut your LinkedIn down. So I was like, okay, I gotta pay for my kid. Okay, okay, I'm gonna shut it down. Yeah. I shut it down for four years, came back within the last year. And I would say probably within the last quarter being very thoughtful about what do I wanna be known as? How do I wanna optimize my brand? And in that time exponentially increased my LinkedIn presence and got that designation. So I say all that to say, even when things look like they're not working out, sometimes the things that don't work out for you really worked out for you, Yeah. you know? And so it, it is a matter of showing up. And I would say the biggest thing on LinkedIn is consistency. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, I don't know what to post. Get in the comments. Nobody told you you had to post. That's true. Get in the comments, add value, mm -hmm. create connection. Too many recruiters or too many folks are all doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Help me find a job. Oh, are you looking for this job? Yes, yeah. How can you stand out and be a differentiator in your field? I always say, I'm gonna say what everyone else is thinking and no, they don't wanna say. Yeah. It just is what it is, but I'm also in that place in my career. Mm -hmm. So you have to find your unique differentiator and just leverage it. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. And so, What's some some new trends? And you kind of just were starting to touch on this a little bit. What are some new trends that maybe new or old things that you've seen as a recruiter? You see other recruiters doing that. You would say kind of like a recruiter ick. Mm. And and let's first from the angle of things you see recruiters doing that you're like, oh, they probably shouldn't do that. That's not a good look. But also from the angle of talent or people that are trying to get jobs, things you see them doing where they might not realize that's hurting them a lot more than helping them. So number one, I'll speak to, to talent. A recruiter is a job seeker's biggest ally and biggest mm -hmm. asset. And nine times out of 10, they may not know that because they're like, oh, Cyrus didn't hit me back. BK didn't respond. Yeah. What they don't realize is that it's not Nine times out of 10, it's not on the recruiter. It is, there's not enough headcount for the yeah. recruiter to cover all the jobs. So I would say to the person out there who's looking for a job, like be thoughtful about, you're not the only person that this recruiter may be talking mm -hmm. to, and how can you create rapport with that person so you're always top of mind, right? Yeah. That's number one. For recruiters, I think my biggest ick right now is with the economic climate. They're like, oh my God, you know, so many of us have been laid off. Mm -hmm. There's a thousand people applied. And I always say, okay, Aaron, and they're not you. Exactly. They're not you, so how can you think outside the box? I, okay, listen, I've never gotten a job because I applied for the job. Well, my, oh, oh, no, wait, run that back, life, run that back, run that back, run that back. In my life, the one job I got that I applied to, my mom applied for it for me when I was in college, <laughs> and I was fired from that job because I didn't want it. Every other job, so my very first job out of college, there was a gentleman that came to speak at my university. I walked up to him after the talk and said, I want to work for you. He said, I'm not hiring right now. Two months later, he called me and I had the job. <laughs> I did a post on LinkedIn about being a job hopper. Meta, the hiring manager came to me and said, hey, this job is not open, but we want you. I hadn't applied. Sheesh. So nine times out of 10, I'm like, 
what can I do? In 2017, yeah. I was laid off from a job that I thought was like, oh my God, this is my dream job, right? Four weeks into the job, I sat in my car, I was in my feelings, feeling sorry for myself. And about a week later, I was like, what can I do that's different? Mm -hmm. I put a post on LinkedIn that said, now interviewing my next employer, Fresh Prince version. <laughs> and I did a rap to the theme song of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, I like to take a minute and just sit right there I'll tell you how I became the princess of a town called Despair. Then I went on to say, in, then I went on to say in West Houston, born and raised in HR is where I spent most of my days, right? So like did this whole little rap in 24 hours. I had a job that uh, my inbox was popping. I had a job that doubled my salary. Sheesh. But I flipped a script. I said, I'm interviewing my next employee. You're not interviewing me. Oh, so it's a two way street. Yes. If you are doing the same thing that everyone else is doing recruiter, job seeker, you will get the same results. You will be saying, oh, there's no jobs out here. I graduated in 2008 in undergraduate school into a recession. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not getting responses. Dude, give me a job. Can I work for you? And he said no. And then two, two months later, by the time I graduated, I had a job. So you just have to, you have to um, have the temerity to bet on yourself. Yeah, man. Did, did that post go viral? It did. Oh, it, did. it was back in 2017 and I wish I had saved it, but back then I didn't understand the importance of like your digital brand. Yeah. So I didn't save it. I took it down. I was like, I got my little job. I don't need this anymore. Oh, you took it down. I took it down, wow. but I still have it written out, but I had so many employers, like just the fact that you had the audacity, the courage, the grace to like do it in a different way. It caught our attention. That is doubled my salary overnight. Oh my goodness. All right, so countless people have been asking how they can be guests on Tech is a New Black. And ever since we have grown to being the largest tech business and tech career platform in the world, those requests have gone through the roof. So for everybody that wants to be a guest on Tech is a New Black, here's all you have to do. Are you ready? Either head to techisanewblack.com and fill out the guest request form, or click the link here to where you can go ahead and request to be a guest on our platform. That's it, it's that simple. But to let you know though, we are only looking for guests that are either founders of tech businesses, whether your entire business is, is tech-based or you have technology within your business that you're leveraging, or we are looking for tech influencers to be on our podcast. People that can show those how to break into tech, scale in tech, get to the tech bag many different ways. When it comes to founders, we want founders that are either hiring or you're looking to reach investors or you're looking to get more brand awareness from being on Tech as a New Black. Make sure you head to our website or click the link in the description so that way you can be a guest on our show and we'll see you later. What, so to that point, what would you say is the importance that, that you recognize now and that you will communicate to people about the importance of having a, a career brand on oh social media? Gosh. You know what, I have so many people who say, I don't have a brand. I'm not a creator. I'm not out here trying to be an influencer. Mm -hmm. And a brand is simply how people remember you. Yeah, You're exactly. either owning your own brand story or people are making it up in their heads about who you are and how you show up in the world. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing. And then I think you have to get really clear about what do you want to be known for in the world? Yeah. One of the things I always say when I'm introducing myself is like, yo, I'm your neighborhood hope dealer. I deal hope with my words. Mm -hmm. And that applies to any area that I'm in, whether I'm on stage or whether I'm here in the podcast, I'm going to deal hope. So what is the value that you add to the world? Will you be the world's best tech, uh, uh, tech recruiter? Will you be a specialist in data and insights? Are you the recruiter that sees everything? You got to be thoughtful about consistently showing up in your brand voice. Yeah. Like what is Cyrus known for? You gonna be known for this podcast 
it's going to go down in history. Yeah. Because you had the audacity to bet on you, right? Yeah. So I feel like I keep saying that, but I think it's important to understand. No, I keep saying that needs to be reinforced. People so many people, that. you know, I feel like they shrink with their talents yeah. and their gifts and the unique thing that they bring to the world. You may not be out front, right? And that's okay. It is your unique differentiator. And so that's what I would say. It's so important you, you mentioning how we oftentimes shrink. I know uh, for myself, my background just in in church, oftentimes the communities that I was in were really big on humility, which humility <laughs> is a really important thing, but it was so drilled in me to not be prideful, to not be arrogant, to not be this thing. And many times you, you, know, you walk around, it might, might even sometimes be like a false humility where you're acting yes. more humble than you actually are. And I found how, even now I still, I still struggle and deal with that where I'm always sometimes ah, like, let me not do too much. Let me not think too much. But I've realized, man, that, that's only hurt me. That's never helped me in life ever. Well, I think it's, so I'm a preacher's kid. That's why I was like, when you said church. Mm, yeah. So I think there's a difference in being humility and having grace and not showing up, honoring the gifts and talents that you have. Right. So I think growing up in the church, you feel like, oh, you need to shrink. You need to do this. It's kind of the ingrained message you get, not explicitly, but you get that message. Yeah. But I believe it's a front to the character, an affront to the character of God, not to do what you're supposed to do in the world. Yeah. So if you are being called to do something excellent and you're shrinking, saying, "Oh, I need to be humble. I don't need to be," you know, I think confidence is from God. I yes. think He is the Creator, and I think He has expectations of us to literally do the things we're supposed to do. Yeah. And so I, I, I just think humility and arrogance are not necessarily mutually excuse, exclusive. I think that there's a time to be humble, but there's also a time to recognize your gifts and operate in them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, I've, I've definitely been seeing that more and more. And I, before I got into the tech industry, I started kind of like, like unpacking that. And that was one of the things that allowed me to get into the industry was because, and one of the things I noticed that it allowed my faith to truly grow in a real way. Yeah. As we talk about, okay, humility, but like, if, if someone's too humble, if you're too humble or too lowly, it's hard to have that and also have faith, like faith for big things. And, and even if you have faith, it's like the, if, you know, the way that we communicate yeah. shows that, okay, well, you don't really seem like you truly have it. Yeah, like and, you think about it, Cyrus, Jesus was humble. He would wash people's feet, but he would also flip tables. Let's exactly. be clear, yeah. right? And so he understood his calling and what he was supposed to be. And I, I, I think that's a message that we, we don't talk about enough. No, we don't. We, we don't really talk don't. about like, we need a whole nother podcast yeah. after church or something yeah. about how, how do you, I was doing a LinkedIn training the other week and I talked about all of us are on a learning journey, but we're also on an unlearning journey. Yeah. What are the things we've been taught in the world that we believe, whether it comes to our career, whether it comes to how we show up, that are influencing what we do each and every day, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think it's a, it's a lifelong journey, but you gotta understand those things that are driving you or causing you to shrink. That's why I say, B.B. Robinson, love her, turn your cocky up. Yeah. You were placed here for a reason, whoever you are. So stay in your purpose and operate in that vein. That's fire. Look. This, I see now why you're a keynote speaker. I, I see now, it all makes sense now, you know? Cause, Cause sometimes you see people that they have like pretty solid platforms and, but they aren't like, the information that they have to share like publicly or on stage, you're just like, uh. It's like everything doesn't always translate across every single platform. I've seen people that are not good communicators like in public, but on social media, they are just amazing yeah. and so it's it's really amazing just to see the gems and things you're able to drop look 
in closing, would love for you to share with the people just something that you have in your heart. Because I, I was like, you know, let me not even ask a question. Let me let the question be something mm. that you think is of value for people to hear and know that, that you're not seeing talked about or discussed enough. Mm. You know, we live in a world where it's really easy to think that you're not enough. And it's really easy to look at the success of everyone else, to look at other people's gifts, mm -hmm. to look at other people's callings and to feel like, man, I'm always be in this place. Yeah. Man, it's going to always be hard. I'm never going to get the tech job. Yeah. I'm never going to be Cyrus. I'm never going to be Cam. I'm never. Mm -hmm. And if I could speak to the person listening to this podcast who maybe has been a tech recruiter laid off and is like, yo, I don't know where else to go. I don't know what else to do. I would say, first of all, sit in that place Feel those feelings, but don't stay there. Yeah. Distractions look like opportunities when you don't know where you're going. Ooh. So don't settle for the first job that comes along just because you need a job. Pay attention to what it is that sets your soul on fire yeah. and how you can serve the world and that is what you need to do. Yeah. Have the courage to do opposite of what everyone else tells you to do. I'm a dissenter till the day that I die. So much so that when the Popeye's chicken sandwich came out, I was like, now nah, I can't get it because everybody else is, right? <laughs> so I think that you, if you are downcast, if you are discouraged, if you are feeling like, I just don't know what I'm gonna do, or it's only gonna last before something terrible happens. The darkest day is only 24 hours. And when you think about the rain, sunshine comes right after it. So yeah. put your head up, turn your cocky up and get ready to create impact in the world.